Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Kristen Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That should have packed the bag, starts the plane. This game is over. How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 181, and it's the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How are you doing, my man? Well, Chris, I got to tell you. I love you. Alexander. Oh, oh, yeah, you do huh? I mean, I mean, come on, Chris. I love like, that, Xander. All right. Uh, in today's show, we're going to talk about a couple things. We've got Lions, skid marks in Minnesota. Uh, Bruce on board. Marciano's cherry's been busted. We're off to Chicago and a whole lot more. we got a great show today. Case, you ready to go, my man? Chris, I, I am. love that, Xander. God damn it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, time for a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. Oh, nice one. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis, and Brian B. I Prevail, I Prevail Band.com. Check them out. New album coming soon and special stuff from them for us as well. Check us out on Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. That's how you join the crew. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. You get access to the Slack channel, which is full of awesome, awesome stuff. And also, there is the pre-show show. And uh, we recorded the pre-show while we're getting ready for each uh, podcast now and put it up for our Slack people. And uh, it's it's gotten rave reviews. It's number one on the charts, so make sure to check that out. Again, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast or Go to Detroit Lions Podcast and click on the Patreon link. We thank you all. As little as a dollar a month helps us out. Anything more than that is gravy. And God, Case loves gravy. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a like on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. And on the Twitter machine at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. Get those follows in. It's the only place to see Case with no pants on oh nice check us out on youtube youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast you are missing out we got the friday show with risden now doing the quick takes we got the sunday show the post game show going on all on youtube youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast don't miss it 
You need it if you do. Go subscribe, click the bell, get notified when we go live. We're going to do all kinds of great stuff there. So go, go, go. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us. Don't forget, we're also on Spotify. Love those five-star reviews. Thank you guys for feeding us those reviews on the, the iTunes and all those places. We do like to say if you have some constructive criticism, go ahead and feed that into the subreddit. That's the best place to get it. This is a community show. We want to make sure it's owned by the community, and that means you. So that's the place to talk about those things. In the other places, those five-star reviews are what help us out the most. It's the only place where I actually see if if, if somebody has a, a complaint or a criticism, I see them when they when they show up in the subreddit. I'm happy to. Uh, so it's all good. Uh, Okay, there you go. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All in word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line at Stafford, Blunt, Carry On, Lions, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Give us a call and hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And boy, um, things have been, it's been an interesting week since the loss. I mean, I've seen a lot. Sandman is beaten down. He's he's saying he's as, uh, as heartbroken and sad and, and confused about this team as he's been since 0-16 and 2-14. and He's like, I, I, I don't understand... He, why I'm I'm worse in worse shape than I was in those? Maybe it's because I expected those or whatever. Uh, this loss to Minnesota hurt a lot of people. Left us with a dry well on the putting them on blast calls. We got a lot of calls on after the game on Sunday, but case this one hurt a lot of people. This one this one hurt hurt deep, didn't it? Well, anytime you lose to a division uh, division you know opponent uh, in that fashion, it's gonna hurt. Um, <laughs> I think I, I I I came at it from a different angle than I think most people did. Like I didn't expect us to win this game. I picked the Vikings to win in my pick'em league. Like, um, oh, uh, so you finally got one right with the Lions, huh? Right, exactly. Actually, I think I'm two in like how many games have we played? Uh, two and six on picking Lions sweet <laughs> this year, but um, ah. Uh, Okay, so let, let, let me give you a perspective on why it doesn't surprise me that we lose. First of all, we released hate. And uh, say what you want about the trade, I generally am in favor uh, of what they did. There was going to be some issues. Of course. Because, you know, in, without a bye week trade like that, you're, you're absolutely right. Something like that happening. There is, was going to be some issues because he is the safety valve for this offense and he's gone. And the only other safety valve on this offense is Theo Riddick. And against a defensive front like the Vikings, where they have to keep Theo in to, to block, mm-hmm. I mean, there is no safety valve. None. And, and Stafford has gotten used to having that over the past three years in in Tate or Bolden or whoever it was at that given time. There is no player on the team right now who can fill that role. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they signed Bruce Ellington, and I don't know that that's going to solve that problem, but I mean, that's essentially what they're trying to sign there. Uh, I like Brandon Powell. I like the potential of Brandon Powell, but he's not that guy either. Too early. Yet. Way too early. He's no Kenny yeah. Galladay to take off as quickly as he did. So if you look at the offensive struggles, which span the entire game, 
first and second half. I'll talk about how the defense was better in the second second half than the first half later, but um, they, they just, when you, when you get sacks, like he was getting, he was looking for a place to dump off the ball and there just wasn't a place to dump off the ball. Um, and I know and that Kuda a lot wasn't of people, giving him the calls either. It's not right, just right. that Tate wasn't there, but everybody that would be a, a, a safety valve in that case was now in, in pass pro. There was literally yeah, exactly. no safety valves no. anymore because they were no. getting destroyed by a very good defense. And, and, and I, you shouldn't, discount that the the vikings have come alive they really have and so like it isn't like this was happening against a weak defense this was happening against one of the best defenses in the league and they took advantage of of a situation that was clearly you know a problem for the lions like they 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 saw what was going to happen with this team without tate and said, well, well, we're going to force that issue. And they did. Um, and I, I, I want to I just push on something else, too. There's two times where we were down in the red zone where we could have scored. And had we scored. In the first half. Yeah, both of them. it would have been a completely different game. Minnesota would have changed up their strategy. Absolutely. And we would have dictated how that defense played. And it would have given us a heck of a lot more room. Um, we could not execute down there. Both times there was penalties. Uh, false starts. We we reacted to the defense, which again they're a great defense, but we put ourselves in a position not to get out of the mess we were in, which is a, such a lion's thing to do. Anytime there's an opportunity, you fucking squander it, right? I mean that's that's really what it seems to have come down to at this point. And again, I'd say you know at least one of those probably would have ended up converted if Take was still with the team, and and. Okay, so when we talked a week ago and Tate was released and or uh, traded and we're like, well, is the team, you know, throwing in the towel? I said, no, but <laughs> I think maybe I'll, I'll amend that statement and say, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'll take, I, I, I'll take a different approach because I don't think they're throwing in the towel, but I think they're putting themselves in a corner. Oh, definitely. definitely. And, and they're they putting put themselves in a corner very... this season compared to um, where they where they possibly would have been. But the third round pick is going to be a huge, huge benefit down the road. Um, we'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Well, but um, the, the the thing, I think it's not a throw in the towel in. I think right now this looks like an 8-8 eight eight team. Kind of like you predicted. I was looking at 10 and hey, 6. Hey, who said 8 and 8? Oh, here we go again. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, why do I even do this? Where's the bullshit? Well, okay, so more than the 8 and 8 prediction that I gave out in the offseason, the, the big thing I want to lean on that I said in the offseason is that there is a lot going on with the coaching staff right now. And we did see a firing and that I predict there'll be a lot of changes. And obviously we just saw Joe Marciano go and we'll, we'll talk about that in more in depth later. We'll talk about the special teams, but um, I said a couple times in the off season, I think this is now the time to double down on that, that I think we'll see a, a massive shift in the coaching staff outside of Patricia and maybe a couple other guys. I think, I think the last season they, you know, they, they took the guys they could get because there was so much upheaval in the NFL as a whole. And you remember uh, how late it was before we could get our coach because of the right, Super Bowl? Right, right. So I do think that I do think that there was a lot of signings on the coaching staff that were not necessarily what they wanted long term. It was just what they could get. 
at the moment. And so now going into an off season this next year, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, it's, we're, not, we're not, I mean, I mean, I wasn't predicting us to make the playoffs to begin with, but it, it's not like three and five isn't exactly the same as like one and six or anything. Well, so, they, you know, I, I mean, yeah, but let's okay. So let's let's stick with Minnesota right now because we have got a couple pieces to talk about on the, on that other stuff. You talked about the offense really quick, and it's one of the things I'm I'm going into my case mode here. I told you that this is a team that. <laughs> <laughs> needs its offense to score to win games. The defense is going to let yeah, points absolutely. happen, and the absolutely. offense couldn't do it because it faced a hell of a defense, right? So that's the first one. But They're the second not built one, the play from behind. No, no. The second one, and this is this is something that this is where I want to go hard on. I told you so. This game was going to revolve around the ability of Tease Tabor to stop whoever he was covering, and Tease Tabor has a perfect record. Um, for quarterbacks, they have a, a perfect passer rating against him this year, and he is listed as the worst cornerback in the league. I, I don't know what to tell you. He he did not step up. He got burnt. He got penalized. He just got destroyed out there. And everybody is, a, I, I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong, but everybody's absolutely given up on him. After this game, I mean, there, there's this whole dumpster fire them all mentality that started out of this this minnesota game everyone wants jim bob gone okay fine you know marciano's good we'll go we'll, there's a start right uh okay i want i want tabor gone and i'm hearing it already about patricia <laughs> who's coached eight games and 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 uh quinn and all this and it's just blowing my mind the reaction and overreaction of people to what's happening right now um it, it it's hard. It's hard. So go to the defense case. Let's let's talk about the the failures on defense. <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess we'll say you know I'll start with Tease Tabor and say um, first of all, never fucking put him on a shifty slot guy. That was a bad decision. Um, that that of all the uh, defensive like play calling, putting Tease Tabor on a fast shifty slot receiver was just about the worst. You know, decision they could have made. All the um, hair brain, low IQ, motherfucking shit they could have done. Right? I mean, to, to me, to me, I, I still think like Tease Tabor has a potential, potential role, and he's going to have to earn it next offseason. He doesn't said it's not as a safety because they're happy with. So this is this may be code. You may have to decode this. They asked him today uh, about moving uh, Tabor to safety, and they say, no, no, we're happy with who our, where our safeties are at. <laughs> we don't want to mess with we don't want to bring that group down. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly and that yeah. tells you he better fucking hit it at cornerback or he doesn't have a fucking role so okay. uh, you can read into but, it what but, you want but that's what they're let doing. me let, let me let me fill this out though like okay so um he he has a role maybe in the future um as as a guy who goes up against big receivers um, because that's the only place he's shown, you know, capable in the red zone, um, in, in, in small spaces, he's sticky and, and, and can, you know, disrupt things. You go back to the Mike Evans game uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. He did a good job against Mike Evans. And I think that's what he's capable of doing. When you try to put the guy into a situation that doesn't fit his, it's not, working out and 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 i 
how much you blame him as a player versus how much you blame the coaching decision to put him in that situation. It, that's really debatable because I, I think both situations are, are bad. You know, you'd rather, you'd rather have out of, guy, out of guy that got picked where he got picked. A guy who could play anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, we have to admit that that's not who he is. Um, and, and there's, you know, a lot of people who want to say Quinn sucks at drafting because he draft, drafted Tease Tabor. I mean, it's a miss. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to pretend that Quinn is perfect. I never was. Uh, if you listen to the show, if you watch this show, you know that I'm not a Quinn truther necessarily. But uh, it, I, I, yeah. Here's what I hope happens. I hope that they go into the offseason. They don't cut Tabor before the end of the season, but they go into the offseason and he has to earn a role in this in the way that any like uh, lower drafted or undrafted or or pick up off the off the street kind of player would have to earn a role kind of player is. And if he doesn't earn it, he doesn't earn it. Yeah. That's and that's think- where he is now. You you get you get two years. In in my opinion, you get two years. Hey, and this is this is year number two. And and I will fully agree. And I think that's who Matt Patricia is. I think you have to perform or you're not going to, you're just not going to be around. That's, yeah. that's that. And so I'm not worried about um, him making a move on Tabor. I think by the same token, <clears throat> much like we talked about Jim Bob Cooter and Matthew Stafford's close relationship, got to give him the rope to hang himself before you can get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, you trust him. Absolutely. That's that. It's the same thing with the Quinn pick. You can't give up on a cornerback, any cornerback after year one. We wouldn't yeah. have Slay today if that was the case, right? Yeah, absolutely. But he's got, he's had his chance now to prove who, who he is. If and, and, and let's just throw back to everybody's love for Ebron, okay? But this point last year, they wanted him beaten in the town square <laughs> with with you know with with soft sided wiffle ball bats, so it was a nice long, slow process before he was done. By the end of the season, he was the second coming of Christ. <laughs> and then he was gone and everyone's like, Yeah, look how he's doing at Indy. Not a lot of indie talk these days, but um the fact is the same thing could happen with Tabor, right? People really overreact. And it's not just a Detroit thing, but I, it, there is something it's, about Detroit. It's starting to become a Detroit thing. Yes, yes. This overreaction. We'll, we'll, get, in, we'll get into that when we and, talk yeah, about and, and, and stuff, too. So. You talk about the, uh, um, the idea of just, you know, some things take some time. The instant reaction of that crew is always, you know, it's like, okay, go be a fan of something else. That's that's that. Okay. So this is something different. This is something new and you got to let it grow and you got to let it be because it's like you planted a new seed in the ground and you're standing over it and putting shade over it and it doesn't grow and you blame the seed, right? That's that's what's can going I, on. Go ahead. Can I say something nice though? Like like there isn't a that's lot <laughs> There isn't a lot of nice to take away from the loss to Minnesota. But the night the the if there's one area to look at that was good. It was the that the defense Came alive in the second half. Um, Ziggy Ansah showed up in a meaningful way. Good adjustments. Um, it, so hey, can, okay, so like that's a whole other issue, and maybe we shouldn't get too far into that. But how many people thought that Ziggy was just cashing in a paycheck, and you know that was obvious in the second uh, half. 
Okay, so let's put that you know uh, that ridiculous fan theory out 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 over over in a left you know field here and leave it there for a while. Um, <laughs> Ziggy showed up in a meaningful way. Uh, it took it took a long time for him to get healthy, but once he got healthy, he he looked good at least in the second half. Once he got his feet under him, um, Snacks Harrison look continued to look good. Number one player um, on the defense. Yeah. Stupid um, Quinn doesn't know what he's doing. There were there were a lot of plays, a lot of plays on the def- from the defense in the second half. Felt really good. I it was a tale of two games in terms of the defense. Strictly speaking about the defense, because the offense was shitty all game long. The uh, offense was beaten the, by the defense all game long. Let's let's give the you know the Vikings have a say, right? They they don't show up and and get told how they play by the other team. It's rare that that happens. It happened to us this game because the Vikings defense is really really good. But there were a lot of things to like about what happened in the second half with the defense, and and I. I you know, in a game that's a miserable game that we lose as bad as we did, it's easy to, you know, think that everything sucked, but not everything sucked. In the second half, things got under control. We we kept Adam Thielen in, in control. Uh, if the offense had been firing on the cylinders that had had been in, in, you know, two, three weeks ago, this was a winnable game. Um, with the way the defense played in the second half, even even with how terrible they were, I came out of the first half thinking this was maybe even including the Jets game week one. This was the worst defensive performance I'd seen this team give, but they turned it around. Yep, I so, gotta say, um, the the key is we got to win out in the division at this point. That's that's really what it is. And but the good news, as funny as it sounds, I mean we've we've beaten the Packers. The Packers are obviously not the, the well. Packers and we just lost right an now. away game against probably the best team in the division. Exactly. So. And and really, at this point, when you look at the division, you have to say you're you're looking for second place in the division. The way Minnesota has played and and the, the way that defense looks, it just looks like you're playing for second in the division and hoping for a wild card. It's the way the NFC North is stacking up right now. <laughs> We'll talk about Chicago and in, in, towards the end of the show and where they've been. But this is, again, this is a place where we can win out against the division. We may lose one more against the Vikings, okay? But it, it, we, it's at home. So there, there's something there. There's a lot of time between now and then for things to it happen. Really, a lot of it depends on what they're able to change on the offense. Because like I said, you know, right now they're missing the safety valve and Tate. But whether if they can figure out a way to adjust to that, then... And let's not, just, let's not forget that that was a shitty game plan that, that Cooter just pulled out against that team. He did not seem to adjust. Yeah, at all. No, I won't argue all that. game. But Unlike he has done that. He has adjusted at other times this season. So sure. I'm not going to write that off as a possibility. No, 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 no. And that's what I'm saying. This is this is not time to pack in on this team, right? I I don't think so. And you guys, you can be negative about it all you want. I just don't think it's time to pack in yet because, um, just like the Ebron situation last year, like other other seasons, we've seen uh, amazing second half run out of the team. I believe we're playing for second. I, th- I believe we're playing for a wild card, and I believe it's fully achievable. Still, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about the Bears here next, and then and then move on from there. But there's something else that happened in this game, and um, a lot of po- folks. This is where the freaky, the freaky crazies come out with this team. 
But there's all kinds of word about trading Stafford. Well, Stafford's fault. He had a terrible game. And if a quarterback like that can't lead, he can't lead the team. He's not that good. He's not good enough. Again, as if the Vikings defense didn't have a say in this, right? And the fact that we didn't have turnstiles playing as an offensive line and we didn't have a terrible um, set of play calls dialed up from the cooter and that, oh, by the way, the safety valve was missing. No, no, you're right. It's all on Stafford. You, you guys are fucking rocket scientists on this one. Boy, who, who would have seen that one coming? Um, I, I just think the whole Stafford thing and <laughs> that, that, that people are actually floating the trade Stafford Case, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm those people were right. I, I don't I don't see it and I don't even understand no, where the no, hell it can no. come from. Um I got a couple of thoughts. Um I've seen some comments both on the Lions sub and on RNFL talking about how much the sacks in this game were Stafford's fault. But I don't think those people actually looked to see if anybody was open. <laughs> when nobody was open. What do you mean? There's no 22. Like, it wasn't like, okay, so, okay. So in a perfect world, you throw the ball away as opposed to taking a sack. Uh, but I mean, we're talking about a, a guy who has been playing in this offensive system with these plays with this, you know, uh, offensive coordinator for a couple of years now. And all of a sudden nothing is working the way it used to form at all because tape's gone and, and i mean as much as i agree with the idea that uh, you can't overpay uh, a wide receiver i do think that tape was absolutely a fundamental part of the way the team ran their offense and that that changing that on a on a, in a, a matter of a, a few days easy. that's gonna cause some problems easy um, stafford's but, but i mean it, it, it I don't think there was a single sack that Stafford took in this last game where there was a clear situation where he should have thrown the ball to somebody who was open. There, well, and here's there the wasn't other anybody part. open. Uh, there wasn't, and, and and even if there was, they were definitely like the fourth or fifth read on it the play. And here, let me give you something else around that too. If you watch how the pocket collapsed, it, it collapsed on the sides. He had no yeah. opportunity. I mean, it literally just closed in on him. It didn't create gaps. It didn't create opportunity yeah, for him there, to move. Yeah. So if he's going to throw it away, to sneak up or, he's a good pocket mover, but that was not a, that was not an available thing. If for he's going to throw it away, it's going to be intentional grounding because he's inside the tackles because they, they, they contain the shit out of him. First off, second off, the way in the speed in which they were coming in, there was I was watching and he would like do this this pump fake it looked like, but he was gonna throw the ball and then he realized a couple things hands in the air to block the pass number one number two no clear lane to throw the ball and number three so many times he instead of being able to throw it away they were so close it would have bounced that ball in the air and it could have been an interception a deflection any of any number of things he didn't have the opportunity to th- actually go through any kind of emotion to throw the, throw the ball at all it was an absolute train wreck all around him and i'm going to go on record again i did it in the post game the improvisational pitch to carry on which was a bad idea well, okay but okay I mean, sure sure but, but but hold on it did hit carry on in the hands Okay, so first off, and and you got to imagine a son <laughs> yeah, of a bitch will I, catch I a ball. That. Okay, so there's just, the, but you got to just think again as a as a running back in the NFL, you've got to make just hundreds of a second decisions and be able to move. It hit him in the hands, so I, I just got to say he should have held that. But okay, unexpected, fine, it's a surprise. 
But you're looking at Matthew Stafford, who got fucking murdered in the backfield all day, and he's running out there with the well, ball. You're also and you know he's about to get murdered again. He's about to get murdered again. He's like Jesus fucking Christ. We can't do anything. I'm going to take a shot and just try to fucking try make something it happen to make something because happen. he's a no, fucking competitor because he fucking wants to win. And and people that are like oh fucking effort. He was getting it murdered. isn't like if he, he took held shots. on to inherited he, that they were going to win the game. He was he trying got a first to down earlier in the game by running with the ball and instead of sliding because he was right near the first down line, he dove head first, w- opening himself to take shots. And and you saw him. He's like, "Oh fuck, they're coming!" And he kind of, he tra- he went head first to roll under him because. Had he slid, that ball was right at the line, and he might not have gotten that fir- that that first down. Nobody wants to fucking talk about that. He's out there. He's a competitor. He wants nothing more than to win. And for people that say trade him, he's no good. All that. Fuck yourself. I'm sorry. He, he, this is that is the stupidest take <laughs> on the Detroit Lions that I've heard all season. Frankly, um, straight up. I get I get so much shit. Like even as a a mod on on our Detroit Lions, uh, when anything negative comes up, um, and and that I'm a homer to the nth degree, and that I just don't want to hear anything negative about the team. You are. Uh, I, th- I think that I think that comes. Anybody who says that doesn't actually probably watch the show when I say a lot of negative things. Homer. But um, the one, the one thing that's unlike to me that that is not within question, and, and I'm not saying he's perfect, but Stafford is really good. Um, <laughs> you put him. On if you give any... him the opportunity to yeah. be good, and when he's bad, it's usually because the opportunity to be good wasn't there. And that put him on the Patriots and see how they do. It wasn't, he was not given the opportunity to be good in this game. Um, he certainly, his favorite weapon, especially in terms of, hey, I'll use the term again, safety valve was gone and he was trying to make some things happen. And and I agree that, that, the, uh, that the pitch was not, perfect nothing about that play was perfect but at that point he's just trying to make something happen and and if you uh the, the alternative is him trying to pitch the ball you know 60 yards down the field he gets picked off 60 yards down the field because he's trying to make something happen when nothing is happening it you know it, it, that's that's mm. the dilemma there and, you know carry on you know, gets that ball and gets eight yards people are like wow what a play that was yeah. wild ballsy right? ballsy yeah, ball. oh, yeah, oh yeah let me tell you something else <clears throat> Speaking of ballsy. um it's always times like these when people like to surf kelly stafford's instagram <laughs> <laughs> and out it comes that she tells people who don't know what they're doing to shut the hell up and there's a lot of people out there that don't know what they're doing uh, straight up right um, and then that was that they made a big deal about that. And I gotta say, first off, I don't, I don't disagree with her. She's allowed to have her opinion. People want to shit on her, fine, but it's 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 weak, right? Matthew doesn't have a a, a social media presence because because just this kind Thank of God. crap. You know what I mean? This is such stupid stuff, and and it's so caustic and terrible. But I want to talk a little bit about something. Because it's tied into a really everything we've talked about here in the Minnesota thing. Nobody's tapped into this piece on Kelly Stafford's Instagram. And um, you guys need to really tune it up. If you're, if you're going to use Instagram and her Instagram as, as a, a news point, I'm talking to all of you out there. Then read the damn thing. Because there's a, a nice little chunk of 
a little nugget that everybody missed. Uh, for those of you that don't know, every year the Staffords have a big Halloween party for the team and everyone goes and all great and, that, and all that kind of stuff. And um, Golden Tate's girlfriend had, had a, had a post at Kelly afterwards. And um, it was one of those, Hey, he had a great time. That's awesome. And and this was after the news cracked, obviously, because it's a Halloween party. Can't wait to be back next year with that little wink. Now, Riz talked about it. Ooh. Don't be surprised. <laughs> little, little, little nuggets. Like right? people love to drop stuff like that, right? They love their Easter eggs. I'm not saying, but it's interesting that nobody picked up on that. Nobody. We're all going to talk about Kelly's Instagram and what's going on and her, her saying shut the hell up. But nobody's really thinking about what's going on there and some of the talk that's going on. So is Tate coming back? I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised. And if we walk into next year, because we've got all kinds of space anyway to sign a guy like that, with a third-round pick and Golden Tate in the roster, you could suck it. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it if we did bring him back. Uh, It's just a matter of money at this point. Um, It's not that we won't have it. And and it's probably after what's going on this week, if it continues like that, it's not like we won't be willing to spend it either. But even if you bring him back, even if if even if you bring Golden Tate back, he's he's you know an older guy. Um, so if they bring him back, they still better be working on a contingency plan for how they would adjust the offense if he would ever be hurt or leave again. Yeah, absolutely. You can't because this last week was it was complete evidence that they did not have that plan in place. I think that's going to revolve going around that, a new offensive coordinator, but we'll, we, that's another topic probably yeah. for another time. So that's where that's where that stands. Anyway, so is that, you know, with all that kind of breaking news and hot topics, I got to tell you, if you look at uh, Fanatics right now, Golden Tate jerseys are cheap. Wouldn't you be the sly Bob Quinn GM thinking kind of wheeler dealer brilliant person? If you went to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, clicked on the shop link, went over to Fanatics, and got yourself a nice new on-the-cheap Golden Tate jersey. I legitimately might do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are way (laughs) cheaper now. I love Golden Tate. I truly do, and I always will. Yeah. No, I know that. We've got this right here. I love Golden Tate. So there you go. Uh, So that's the way to do it. And if you don't like it, you can can build your own jerseys. You want one with your your own name on it? That's great. You want to get a snacks jersey? Go, go pick one up. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the shop link. Head to Fanatics. They're going to give us a kickback. Got to be open and honest and transparent for you guys. That kickback comes to us for referring you there. It doesn't cost you anything more. And it's a great way to help the show out by doing what you were going to do anyway. So, again, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on Fanatics. Any kind of sports gear you want. Any team. Any place. Uh, any kind of league. Lions first and everything else after. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the shop link and go to Fanatics and get that stuff. Love you guys who do that. Thank you for helping the show out. I did the math on this. You know, in case the the hours, I put in a half a working year of hours so far on the podcast. <laughs> I love you people that go to Fanatics and make it worth a little bit of something. <laughs> we are not we are not rich from this. <laughs> yet, yet, yet. No, it's on, it's, it's on the cusp, let me tell you. And the you, fame, you gotta, I, I can't I even walk down the street. Times. I can't even walk down the street. People always grabbing at me and harassing my family about how famous I am. And, oh, it's just incredible. Let me tell you, living the life here. 
I, I just gotta this this is like a almost a pull back the curtain thing, but uh, uh, at least a couple times a year, I get somebody on the subreddit who's very very upset with me uh, that I that I um, am a mod on the subreddit and on the podcast, and it, like shill and uh, you know all these things get said to me. You're getting rich off the subreddit, <laughs> you bastard! It, it, like the abuse of power and authority, like. <laughs> What do you what do you think this is? What exactly do you think this is? That this is a that this like a multi million dollar conglomerate, you know, kind of situation. It's it yeah. yeah. It, it, but I do get that. I do I, I I should almost start like screenshotting all of them and, gotta, and like editing out the uh, editing out the uh the you know the usernames. I guess I'm not a dick like that. I got a feedback piece from somebody saying, I used to listen, but now all the commercials. I'm like, we're doing like an hour and a half of content, and you wind up with like a minute and a half of commercials per per show. You must not watch TV. You must not. You must not do a lot of anything, right? If you think that that's too much, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an. I'm a very poor person. Anybody who. But how uh, are you financially? (laughs) I am very poor. As a person and financially, that is just like a, a baseline here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a rich man. Uh, I would love to get paid a million dollars to do this. I do not. You're rich in spirit, uh, case. Even if Chris could pay me a million dollars, he's kind of a you know a capitalist kind of guy. So I'm a, pr- I'm a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real prick. <laughs> anyway, that's we're way off. Topic. But, but yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll just let's end that on everybody save your pennies because we're going to get a fly case to People Detroit. Think this is a that this is a like a you know that that I do for my personal like advancement in in society. It's yeah. just it's just something I do because think I of where you were when you started and where you are now, case. <laughs> Lots changed, huh? So anyway, yeah. The last thing, just save your pennies, folks, because we are going to sponsor a fly case to Detroit thing for training camp yep. next year. So there you go. All right, um, let's move on. Um, I got a lot of feedback when this was announced today. Um, the Lions are signing a a fan favorite and podcast favorite Zach Zenner back Woo! to the team. All right, and uh, one of the first things that we were hearing is cue that I love Zach Zenner, and we're just not going to use it this show. We're not going to do it. We're, we're, we're not going to do it. We hate to be predictable. And um, so we're not doing it. There you go, Case. What do you have to say about Zach? Not, 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 that, that, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that thing I, about your heart. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. <laughs> that you like him a whole lot? I have I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tingle down my leg. <laughs> No, I'm glad. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back because um, not because I think that he's suddenly going to break out, but because I think that he has a real chance to add to one of the weaknesses of the team uh, and something that I we're also going to cover here. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Uh, he's going to add to the weaknesses of the team. Did you say? Well, <laughs> but um, but he's going to improve on a current weakness, and the current weakness is the the strength of special teams. And and Zach Center is a very good special teams player. So. And let's also. Think about the fact that there was, after the the cut of Abdullah today, there was no running back on the practice squad. If anybody was hurt, we were in in deep doo-doo. Not necessarily that Zach Zenner is going to be Superman, but I I don't want to hurt you here, Case, so I'm going to try to be judicious with my words. 
but at least he's somebody and we've seen success. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen some success with him when people were trying to scream that he's the albino rhino for a while there. <laughs> um, this is probably the best offensive line and did, you know, take away this last game because they clearly were not this last game. But this would be the best offensive line that he ran behind in Detroit. Were he to see the field as a running back in, in normal situations, which I doubt that he will, unless there's another injury. But uh, what's your feelings on TJ? Field, uh, I don't. I think he gets cut this off season. I I I do think he's talented. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you know um, that he's worth the money given the injury. I yeah. love him. I I love him. But my head says I can't put my. I they can't need, stake my team. They need on all him. the money they can get this off season, and there really is a a. They're not rebuilding. Uh, rebuilding in the sense that like when you say that people think you're tearing everything down they're not tearing everything down but there are a few areas where they need to uh, make some major changes and I think that upgrades and and, uh, an availability upgrade in that that case so yeah that's that Um, and now also um, with the cut of Abdullah and the signing of Zach Center we've also got one and, and I know you're super excited about this case you can use the the love word here. Bruce Ellington has been signed to the team as a wide receiver. This is the solution for the missing Tate. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I I don't hate him. Um, he's not terrible. He he can a ringing do endorsement something. here. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it's clear it, it, it's it's a depth signing. I mean, if he doesn't even if he doesn't even make the active roster on game days. Uh, next few weeks, it's not going to blow my mind. Like, uh, if, if Brandon Powell and TJ Jones continue to get snaps ahead of him, it's not going to sh- surprise me that much. I mean, it is obviously an attempt to uh, fill a role, but nobody, nobody, Bruce, Bruce Ellington could, you know, be a much better player than he is and still not fill the role that's, you know, vacant at the moment. Um, my that's uh, offensive coordinator intelligence. Yeah, that's the vacant me, role. Let well, let me say this: one of my biggest concerns with this upcoming off season is that we're still going to have a hard time filling any kind of role that that suits that safety valve issue. Uh, it's not a good tight end class. Um, I, I I've been mildly happy with the progression of Roberts over the last few weeks. He's clearly not that super athletic, you know, kind of guy. Um, And if you throw the ball at his feet and he tries to dive for it, he's not going to catch it. Um, He may kick it up in the air for an interception. Right. (laughs) Um, But we don't have a tight end or a slot receiver that can truly fill the role that we are missing right now. And, and it really does. It, it it does give me great concern because I don't see that available in free agency this year. So if, if Brandon, it, I'm, I'm trying to put hope in Brandon Powell, but you're talking about an undrafted free agent, you know, there. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have sense that we'll see Ellington running some balls back. Um, just, I'm just getting the feeling he's done it before and he's probably the guy to do that. We'll see how that works out. Um, 
Speaking of balls back, you may want to get yourself a nice rebounder. You're out there practicing your soccer here in the soccer season, or maybe one Maybe, I don't know. There's not a whole lot about getting your balls back here. Um, yeah, go to Amazon. But don't go straight to Amazon. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link. It'll take you there, and you can buy everything that you ever want, including things to help you get your balls back. And, uh, you know, maybe... Some of, we, we know some people could probably use that. A uh, great way to help the show by doing something you were going to do anyway. Um, all that shopping, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Shop link, Amazon. Go for it and uh, help the show You know, keep doing what it's doing by uh, buying your stuff and getting us that kickback that we talk about. All right, let's move on. Um, there was a big move today. Um, maybe, you know, let's, put it, let's go. I've said it a couple times. I mentioned it or alluded to it in the show. About Jim Bob Cooter and his future. I'm just going to kind of put it out here right now. I don't think he's gone before the end of the season. I mean, he would probably have to be sleeping with Bob Quinn's sister on the side and get caught, I think, to get to get gone before the season or something just as egregious. He's just not going to get get gone because, look, you're stuck with his playbook anyway. You're stuck with his system. That's what's installed. That's what everybody knows. That's what you have. All you're going to get is different play calls and some inconsistency amongst the team. There's nothing really to gain from getting rid of him earlier. Keep him to the end of the season. Tell your quarterback, hey, we gave it 100%. We gave it a good go. He obviously didn't work. We're going to move on, and then everybody's fine, and that's that. So, but with all the screaming for heads, you know, people, this is part of the, the fan base right now and the little bit of costliness that we talk about. Um, they took care of the special teams coach, and I think this is probably a good move couple in a couple of ways first off you have um there was a there was a rot that was going on with caldwell and we'll call it ron prince he was there forever and they would not get rid of him and he was an obvious flaw in the team and the system and how they were doing things and they wouldn't take care of it this is matt patricia saying i'm not afraid to take care of things and he's done it. He's taking care of this. Um, people say, oh, well, we had the best special teams last year. Well, the reason we had the best special teams last year was one player alone, Jamal Agnew. <laughs> it was. His massive returns. Well, and Don his massive Carey, returns. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Don yeah. Carey. <laughs> so the massive returns, though, that Agnew got just really pumped the stats way and the hell Zach up. Zetter. And Zach Zetter. <laughs> and Agnew's hurt. And you don't get those returns. And without those returns, even the incremental changes from Zenner and Carey, right? I'm, I'm just I'm straight up. You're not getting the returns that you got because Agnew's hurt and he's out. And so what happens? Oh, uh, statistically, it looks worse. Let me tell you, this special teams is not, it's not a, oh, Matt Patricia got here. The special teams got bad. Oh, it's not that. Okay. There's a whole series of issues and the special teams needed fixing. They've blown so many different plays and blocks and tackles and kicks and, and, and across the board it's just been ass. It was time and I think this was a good good move in that in that regard. Is it going to improve for the rest of the season? Well they said what they're gonna do is have a kind of team approach to coaching it. Um I wouldn't expect massive upgrades, but um it was it was them saying we're not afraid to make a move. We understand there's things that need to change, and this is one of them, and we're going to change it now without literally burning the stadium down for the rest of the season. Tell me I'm wrong, Case. I don't you can't. You can't. I know. You can't tell me I'm wrong because I'm right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like to tell you wrong. Call me Christodamus. 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 
Christodamus. Um, That's it. Christodamus. Nostradamus. There you go. Christodamus. Uh, you can be Casedamus sometimes. It, uh, the issues on special teams, um, you can look at it a lot of different ways. Like I said, you know, we don't have a lot of the guys on that unit that we had last year. Don Carey, Zach Center, guys who made a lot of tackles. Uh, so if you're looking at the coverage side of it as opposed to the return side of it. There's that. Obviously, Abdullah is was less than ideal as a returner because he can't ha- hang on to the fucking ball. Um, so that that um, that is a huge disappointment in terms of you know what I what I was hoping to see out of him. Um, not a surprise, but a disappointment. Um, so when you look at special teams, you it's really tough because you don't see that unit on the field enough um, for us as fans to really have a good concept of what's being done in terms of the coaching on it. You can look at, you know, the, the success and the failures, but it, whether or not those success and failures are on the talent and whether or not they're on the coaching can be extremely difficult to dissect. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, if, if you get to this point of the season and a guy gets canned in the unceremonious way that he did, you hope that it's a sign that the coaching staff recognized that there was a problem in the coaching and that, 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 that was a significant issue in why some of the things have gone as poorly as they have. Um, I do like a few of the players on the team in terms of their future on on special teams. Um, so I, I do think there's a reason to hope, you know, that things will go well in the future in terms of talent. But in terms of coaching, I, it's the most difficult probably, uh, you know, one of, of the three phases, offense, defenses, and special teams, trying to, take my perspective on on what the uh, strengths and weaknesses of our special teams coaching are is you know as a fan without inside access all i can do is kind of make blind stabs i'll tell you something right off the top that you'll see 100% a change for next year and um don muleback gone Guarantee that's this is last year. Will will that help anything? I don't know, but he is your special teamer specialist. Um, he's gone. The thing that's the worst part about that isn't that we we're going to lose the consistency because he's really good at what he does, but the whole concept of this ed, edge lord BS about long snapper watch. It's, I hate that. Oh yeah. God, they just pump that so hard, and then it's all over Twitter. It's it's as bad as the. The crap we've seen out of people this week—you just want to turn it off for a week and, and and make it go away until the the edge lord stuff goes away. But so that's a that's a change that will happen. Uh, I bet you, I, I, I will almost guarantee you this is Mealback's last year, and it's not because he's bad or anything like that. But he's he's probably done. Um, special teams has its own set of issues, and you're right. Was Zenner back? Um, you're going to see a lot of I love Zach Zenner. Uh, work on the special teams, and you're going to see some good stuff out of him. I think I think that will help actually, just because of his knowledge of the system and everything else. So we'll see how that goes. Now, let me talk a little bit about this though, because it, it, it kind of feeds into something else. In case we we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show show with the um, the Patreon people. 
um, who we love so much. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. The the media. And I'm going to I'm going to start with the most recent, I guess, before we go backwards. Um, How bad a look is it for the Detroit News to do bad posture as their headline on the sports page after this Minnesota lost is as a retaliation against um, what Matt Patricia said to uh, Mike Rothstein of ESPN, for those who don't know who it was, who started this whole stupid bad posture conversation. Um, this is a mess, right? I mean, this is just that whole press room is a mess. It's 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 gone stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So if we're going to get into this, we're going to get into the entire state of the Detroit sports media. Don't do uh, bad posture, though. You might be on the front page. Look, like I'll agree that that what Patricia said to Rothstein was probably, you know, maybe a little uncalled for. So I'm okay with that. Like I, I'm, I'm while I'm still a Patricia like homeboy disciple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not out here trying to defend every fucking thing he does. Like it was out. Uh, it was not a wise decision by him to uh, react emotionally the way he did. If I'm guessing at it though, it, he he's been at odds. And I don't think, you know, given even given his background in New England, where there is a contentious situation between the the team and the media, um, only made slightly less contentious by the fact that the that the team keeps winning. Um, even given that history, I don't think he came into Detroit with the intent of building a contentious situation with the media. The media That's not the kind of guy he is. built a contentious situation with him. Exactly. <laughs> they, they've done it from day one. And, and, and I know, I know, I know, you know, there's the off, off the field stuff. So like, I mean, that's, you could feel however you want to feel about that. I'm, I'm, I have my opinion. You're welcome to your opinion. I got to say, let me just frame this a little bit though, Case, because one of the things, every interview you see, anyone who's talked to him and dealt with him on a personal level, one-on-one or in small group situations have talked about how efficacious and outgoing and nice and kind and wonderful of a person he is. And this isn't people that are paid shills to, to spew happy right. Matt Patricia propaganda. These are people that met him in, in situations and have seen what a great guy he really, really is. You contrast that with how the media is portraying him. And there's, there's, it's a dichotomy. Something doesn't add up here. To me, the media is truly hurting at this point and 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 by extension the fans who buy into it mm-hmm. are hurting the team and, and i truly truly believe that that is a real thing that is happening right now well, like these are professional um, football players they're supposed to just get past it right there's no such thing as a professional media everything <laughs> that it I was never the biggest Ebron fan and we talked about him many, many times and talked about his flaws and his faults. Uh, but were it not for the extremes that the media, you know, took to him 
And by extension, the fans, because while some of us aren't, you know, as, as prone to, you know, just buying into whatever the media says as others there, I mean, the, the media dictates the fandom um, overall, when you look at it, you know, in its entirety, it, media says something and fans, the majority of fans believe it. You know, um, let me, can, I, I got a case. I've got a little bit of a rant that I, that it started in the pre-show show, right? You, you saw me kind of just kind yeah. of get lit up and I got to do this again. We're recording this on election day and you'll know, you, you should notice that in two of probably the most contentious elections in at least our lifetimes, um, you've never heard politics on this show. And I'm going to go into something here that is not political, but it refers to it. So so please don't look at this as me taking sides. Don't try to read anything into this, okay? Because my politics are mine, and I don't purport to be able smart enough to even tell you what to think in that realm. Okay, so we'll start there. Now... You're not smart enough. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not, not by any stretch. <laughs> I'm <But> just kidding. <laughs> hi, Pot. Anyway, so the <laughs> the situation you got, you've got a world where people have chosen their their side, whether it's red side, blue side, or squishy middle side, whatever. But by doing so, they've chosen the outlets that they they want to believe, that they want to listen to, and they've created a bubble of breathing their own air and and their teams there, and they don't hear anything from the other side and, and and really news has broken itself down into a place where there is no real honest open fair reporting non-biased reporting everything is absolutely biased and opinion has so has crept so far now into the news that there's no even there's no need for an opinion page anymore because the regular page is Easy. the opinion page, right? Yeah, I and, won't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care what your politics are. That's just the case. And you're probably as guilty as, as, as everybody else of surrounding themselves with their uh, echo chamber of, of, of news. Now, I say that. I, I, there's one more point to it. And the problem with it is, is because news has changed. It used to be that there was the hard wall. And we've said this a couple, 30, 40 episodes ago. There was a hard wall between the news and the advertising dollars. And now today, people that write news, they're measured on clicks, advertising dollars, the things that they generate for the business. That wall is gone. And that, that's a real problem because now you have money and advertisers and, and clicks driving what your news is. And that's where you get those crazy clickbait head headlines and all the shit with it. Now, all that piece that's, that has has whittled itself down into and fallen down into the sports world. And what we have in Detroit is we've had a, a series of years um, where Detroit has shrunk and, and the city has fallen apart. Readership on, on, on the newspapers has dropped through the floor. Um, their ability to employ people has fallen through the floor. What they pay their, their journalists has fallen through the floor. They have been put into a unique set of situations in the city of Detroit in that they have to drive revenue um, that's falling by all for all for all those reasons of the, that's happening to the city. The city's stabilizing now, but they've fallen into this trap now where this new paradigm has become who they are. You couple that with that media room, and you know once Kowalski was gone 
and and there were some other changes. The media room changed. Some of the old hat, a lot of the old hats are gone, and you have a generation of youth that's come in there that didn't have someone like a killer Kowalski to follow on and to to, to learn how to be a, a real media person from. And so they've grown up there and lived in this clickbait universe. And so they're all in there and they're breathing their own air. Okay. And they they realize that this this contentious kind of relationship is what sells clicks. And what they've turned into is a group that amplifies the shit out of what each other says. And each one is hoping to be more popular by feeding off the other one. And, and it's this whole, like, the, social media has become real life for them. It has become their, you know, it's not just a Twitter thing anymore. It's now expanded. Twitter isn't its own thing and it isn't a way to promote what you're doing. It's now who you are and it's now your your, your stories just get generated because of what you've done and the, the extremities that you've gone to in social media and so on. And then you get your group of, you know, people breathing your air and amplifying what you're saying. And it's, it's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess. They've created a situation where they are going to have an adversarial relationship with the team. And just like you said, that's a negative for the team. It's a negative for, for fans. It's a negative for the news outlets because <laughs> there used to be, you know, there used to be a line. There used to be a real battle between the news and the free press, right? Now they're owned by the same fucking company. <laughs> they're, they're just two sides of the same coin. It's, 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 it's a mess. It's all just a, a, a real re- re- bubbling mess of, of, of grossness and click clickiness and insiderism and nepotism and please be my friend and retweet me so I can be popular too. It's really a weird mix of, of, of just not news, not news. And, (laughs) and it doesn't do anybody any good. And over the long haul, if this is what we want our, our media and our press in Detroit to be fucking God help us, man, God help us because this is ridiculous. Amen, Chris. Um, <laughs> um, and and you, we've talked uh, several times, uh, and I've I've apologized to um, Justin Rogers uh, on air a few times now. Um, I'll t- I'll take that apology and take it a step further. While I feel like he he said something to us to the effect of you know his job was easier when the team was bad um, than when it was good. But at the same time, I truly don't get the impression from him that that's what he wants. He doesn't want the team to be bad. Meanwhile, so much of what else is going on in the Detroit media does feel that way. It's like they actively want the team to be bad. They want everything to go wrong so that they can uh, you know, make, it, make it a dramatic situation out of it. And... and they're 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 creating a bad situation by doing so. Uh, they're creating a negative environment in which these players, these coaches, whatever are. And so, at a certain point, I do think it is as as a fan, and 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 fans are not exempt from this because a negative fan attitude towards, you know, a, a new head coach with a less than ideal situation. What they did to Patricia um, in the beginning is unforgivable. That's, that that's story still has not that's been advanced. That, that's has not been advanced one inch since that story came out. How disgusting. How but disgusting. it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that story. It was all the other things that were like, uh, uh, you know, 
Uh, the uh, you know he's making players run camp. Oh my god, Set what a monster! Yeah, but um. then that's them breathing their own <laughs> air. That story, everyone, it, it, wow. Hey, let's get a victim on and get them and talking about it, and let's do this. And they all got to join in the big, the big you know circle jerk about all that about a story oh. that had no merit that didn't move forward at all, and it set the tone for everything that came after. And I'll tell you, if you're a fan of the team, this doesn't benefit your team. And oh, they're professionals. Everybody's professional, right? <laughs> The the, 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 the the journalists are supposed to be professional and they're supposed to report the news, not make it or not be it. And th- we're not getting that anymore. And this does affect the team because there's people there and they so, have a requirement that they have to talk to the media. So now you've got a caged animal that you're poke, 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 poke. What do you think is going right. to happen? What do you right. think is going to happen? And, and that's, that's what happened. That's what happened with Patricia with the posture thing. It was, he kept getting poked and eventually, you know, lashed out a little bit. And, and now we've got new news. Now we've got a whole nother story for the cycle. And we can repeat right. and rinse and keep pushing the same stupid narrative Until because we Patricia don't. Until gets run out of town and we end up with a, with a worse coach. Because we really don't care about the team. We just care about the clicks. So when, when and if this team, this coach, you know, burns out in this city uh, it, well before he should have. Uh, my my attention on this is is changing. It's not about you know you can win games, you can lose games, you can do everything right as a coach. But if if everything is stacked against you as heavily as everything is stacked against him right now, how are you supposed to come out of that as the good guy? And if he does win, how does how does the narrative change in the press? Do they get to just wash their hands and walk away and be? Yeah, they do. Well, that's no, exactly what they do. They won't, they'll though. pretend that they never were, that they were never, you know, as they negative. Won't. They that's are. the problem. And that's they're, they're establishing not only the relationship, but the tenor of media here. And unless some of these young guys quit breathing the air and start doing something different, it's going to be this, no matter how well or how bad they do. And it's a disservice to everybody. There you go. I, I I don't know if I have any more about it, but that's about as political as we've ever gotten. Yeah, <laughs> and we didn't even say anything about Republicans or Democrats. Yeah, so. now you, <laughs> there you went and broke it. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there it is. There there it is. And and I just want there is one more thing I want to say because you mentioned one a guy in particular that I think in. In case I'll speak for you here, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you, it was a great awakening, the the interview with him and then thinking about it and and learning afterwards. Justin Rogers is one of my favorites, one of the real good guys out there. Yeah, he's he's. Again, open the eyes, right? For for took me some time. It definitely took me some time, but I figured it out. I I understand yep. now. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I, I recommend right here. I recommend giving him the clicks. But uh, can we his, get him back on the show? Will he ever oh, talk yeah. to? Him? Oh yeah, I, I, I DM with him a lot, uh, here and there a lot. So uh, let me see. We'll get him on. We'll talk, and and maybe you guys can do a kumbaya big hug or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, there's 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 some real there's some real problems in that press room. And I know the Lions opened it up a little bit more. Uh, they new media was out right before, and they've opened up uh, a little bit more this year. And it hasn't gotten better. It hasn't helped them. It hasn't helped the product. It hasn't helped uh, the marketing. It hasn't helped anything. And I think their strategy. <laughs> they need to rethink that because it's. Uh, I'm not saying get a bunch of shills in there, right? But what you want is a fair a fair accounting. That's all you want. Just be fair. And if it's fair, every everybody's better for it. So, end of that. Hey, you know who does good media? Who? <laughs> Peter Von Panda. 
He is one of our show's sponsors. He's been awesome. Our YouTube guy, youtube.com slash Peter Von Panda. You know, notice how I said he's a sponsor. I didn't say, hey, go go get clickbait. You, you, you see that. Of all these things, we're pretty transparent about it. We're not trying to hide or any of that stuff for you. So anyway, Peter Von Panda is out there, and he does some wicked, wicked reviews. Anything, Anytime you're thinking of buying something, go there. It's worth checking his YouTube channel out because... He's reviewed just about everything, and he does it with good humor, and uh, he puts things through their paces. And not only that, he's got some really, really great other videos as well, some really funny, funny stuff. Peter Von Panda, big show listener, fan of the show, likes the show, and wanted to step up and help the show by sponsoring us throughout the season this year. So please go to his channel. He's, God, I, I again, I forget, he's like over 50,000 subscribers, so you know, 50,000 people can't be wrong. Maybe they could, but but now with Peter, they're not. He's got really, really good, funny I mean, content. This election season, <laughs> <laughs> I did it on purpose. A lot of people can be wrong. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so check him out. Love his stuff. Love him. Tell him we sent you there, and and give him support. He's supporting us, and it was really kind to him. He believes in our show. So uh, and I and even though he 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 believes in our show with a little bit of money. Uh, certainly believe in what he's doing over there because he is he is genuinely a funny guy. I'm not just saying that because he he sponsors us, but uh, he's he's got some good stuff. So, youtube.com slash Peter Von Panna. Check it out. He is absolutely fabulosio. All right, let's uh, talk about what's coming up, Case. We've we've been through the doom and gloom and the horrors of this last week, the firings, the trades, the nervous breakdowns, the re-signing of I love that, Alexander, and so much more. And now we're off to Chicago. We're going to go give him some sausage, right? Uh, I'm concerned. <laughs> Wait a minute. I hate that I'm concerned. Hold on. What well, are we, nine out of the last 10? 11 yeah, out of 12? Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, like I'm not writing this off by any means. I, I, I think I'll probably even pick the Lions to win in my Pick'em League. Trubisky only that I, got 161 yards in the last game. Uh, there was Everything they did was on defense. And their defense is no Minnesota defense by any stretch. They're fine. They're they're a fine defense, but it's not Minnesota. I think we can beat these guys. I think we can beat That's, these guys good. Well, I, I think we can too. I think we can too. Um, it's 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 the uh, the the ten sacks ringing in my head. It feels like a Christmas song. Ten sacks are ringing, um, but. Um, <laughs> There's hold on, just stop because I'm going to take that. I mean, you know, I lower the bar case. You're singing ten sacks are ringing. <laughs> Nowhere, just talk. Okay, um, just do something. <laughs> Jesus, but I uh, no, I I mean I I will I will probably take the the Lions to win the game in in my in my pick'em group, um, which should tell you that's what I actually think will happen because like I said I did not take them this last week when the when the Vikings beat us so I got a point for that um but at the same time uh our offensive line looked so bad last week and if Khalil Mack plays oh god what are we going to do we're gonna I mean, win. who who are we going to throw the ball to in in the you know exactly. uh, on, on is Theo Riddick going to play 75% of the offensive snaps? I hope not. Um, but that might be the only way to keep Stafford from getting killed. If he plays in the slot. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's what I mean. Like playing two two running back sets, and he was a wide receiver in Notre Dame. That's where he started. He'll be okay in the slot. I think he's fine. He's not yeah. Golden Tate, but he does create changes in the way the defense has to defend the team and gives and becomes an an outlet. Um, I think Mac. I think we've seen two sides of Mac. If you go back to the first game of the season with Green Bay against Chicago, how it was truly two halves. Right, Chicago dominated, and they thankfully injured uh, Rodgers. <laughs> And I say that not wanting a person hurt, but thankfully the team is suffering. But they, they injured Rodgers in the first half, and then the second half the Packers came back and destroyed them. Right? We've that was really the um, the primer, the primer on how to beat the Bears. Right? And I think we're a team that can take that, and we can beat them. And it, it really is. I mean, Khalil Mack is a guy you got to look for, obviously. He, but you can you can scheme around that. They have some good guys in defense. But we can beat them. I, I just think we match up really well against them. As long as we take care of Khalil Mack, I think we're going to be in, in, in really good shape. Much like the tease Tabor thing of last week. <laughs> I hope the results are different. But I think the the Mack action is the uh, the key to the game this time. If we can control him, we're going to do fine. And he's had, I mean, I, I didn't specifically see how he did last week. But between games one and two, and uh, not including last week, he hasn't been as dominant a force as we would have expected after those first two games, he's been kind of controlled. And so scheme can do this. Yeah. I I won't argue with that at all. And I do think there, that that is a, you know, like I say, I, I've seen most of Chicago's games this year. And I truly believe that the, you know, massive positive uh, side of things is a mirage. Mm. <laughs> I do not, I think this is a team that if they were to somehow win the division or get a wild card spot, that they would immediately be burned in the playoffs. Like I just, uh, that, that is the, uh, they, they've taken advantage of bad teams, which is something that a, that a team of their caliber should do and something the lions have failed to do this year, uh, beat the teams they should beat. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from them necessarily, but, but, it, but when it comes down to it, I really don't think they're actually a really good team. I think they're actually a mediocre team that yeah. has some, a few really good players. Yeah, absolutely. And from the Lions' perspective, they've lost to the teams they should beat. They've beaten the teams they were supposed to lose to. And I, I don't know how this this is where it gets really weird because Chicago shouldn't really be first based on the team they have and the and the personnel they have. But there they are in first. So by that statement, it means we should beat them because they're good. But we know underneath the the the, the kind of veneer that they're they're pretty rotten. And by that measure we should lose so look for a close game that we pull out you would <laughs> I, I i just might i just might so um anything else that you want to look for for the game case or, or did we do this whole thing this week uh, no i i really it it, it is um it, it seems like every week i say this but jim bob cooter continues to get tested and and this will be his biggest one yet. If he can figure out a way to make this thing work without golden tape, then then the man deserves to keep his job. And I know that a lot of people are going to be angry with me saying that, but if he figures out a way to make this, uh, and I'm not saying he will, uh, I I would be a little surprised if he does, but if he does, then, then you have to give him some credit. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, 
I, I think Jim Bob's done already. I just think he it had the decision hasn't been made. Even if he wins, I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I, I even if he wins out against the division, that Minnesota game may be the real test on whether he keeps his job or not. But I, I think he's done. I think the team's ready to move on. Even even if he does well, and uh, then they'll go from there. So on that bombshell, we'll end the show for this week. Remember, we're looking for your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us that feedback. Let us know how you think we can help the show make it better. It's the community that does that, and we take those comments very seriously because you on the show. Also, don't forget we're doing a new Friday show, Me and the Riz. We've got a quick takes show, get you ready for the weekend, get you ready for the weekend's game. And, of course, on Sunday after the game, the live post-game show, you get to call in. It's a great way after that game thread to, to get in and share your love, your hate, whatever happens. Uh, share it with us, and we'll put you on live. We'll have a great conversation. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Also, we're on Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very, very best place to see case. Oh, fuck. Why am I not paying attention? Don't forget to give us a call via Skype for Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Is your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. You need to stop eating those Twinkies and get this team ready. Stop eating the Twinkies, Matt.